You're listening to the Fairies and Folklore Podcast by Renal. I'm dark fantasy author Renal Janssen von With nearly a decade of digging around in dusty folklore books, researching creatures of imagination that ignited my curiosity, I'm here to share the folklore in a nutshell and how I reimagined it for my writing in An Origin of the Fae. This is the Fairies and Folklore Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Rinal Janssen von Vieren. You can just call me Rinal. In today's episode, we're continuing our exploration of the Fae realm. This episode is brought to you by my Origin of the Fae book series. You've met them on the podcast. Now see them in action. Go to rinaldemythmaker.com forward slash Origin of the Fae series for more. And remember, that's Fay with an A-E. You can now support my time in producing the podcast, researching, writing and everything else involved by buying me a coffee. This can be a once-off thing or you can buy me coffee again in the future at your discretion. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Renal to support me. We're continuing our exploration of water fame. Today's subject, oceans, rivers, lakes, water in folklore. Folklore in a nutshell by Renal. Oceans, rivers and lakes have many myths tied to them all over the world. In Greek mythology, each source of water has a god, goddess or nymph attached to it. The river Styx is not just a river the gods made vows on, but a goddess that makes sure that those vows are honoured. In Norse mythology, Odin gave one of his eyes to drink from Mimir's well to gain the wisdom within. And, of course, the ocean goddess Ran and her husband Aegir had nine giant daughters who happened to be the waves. Tiafothen is, according to legend, one of many places the Tuatha Dei Danann had fled after their epic defeat by the Milesians. Lakes and the ocean, of course, hide the route between this world and the other. Stories about cities beneath water filled with merpeople are common in all coastal lands. This one just references Celtic myth. And we all know the myth of the Fountain of Youth. Searching for it never ends well. Water is mysterious and ever-changing. It is capable of creation and destruction. And whether wells and springs and the rest are holy or not, whether they host nymphs and other water fae or not, one thing is clear. Without water, all life on earth will perish. And now for my interpretation of the fae, in an origin of the fae, oceans, rivers and lakes. Tiafothin, the land beneath the waves, is the home realm of most water fae. On the surface there is nothing, as is usual on lakes and other places of entrance in the mortal realm and fairy. But below the waves is an entire kingdom. Palaces, houses and more, inhabited by water fae and aquatic fairy creatures who farm, 
heard and otherwise labor the same as in any other kingdom. It's a prosperous land with pockets that specifically belong to certain races. Some bodies of water are sacred. The Lake of Avalon, where the Lady of the Lake resides, giving guidance and help to Arthur and his knights. Murmurs well that nourishes the world tree, Yggdrasil, and a couple of nondescript lakes, springs and wells that move place and through time to help those in need. As fluid sentient beings, oceans, rivers and lakes find form in the nine daughters of Ran, who are the waves, the river Styx, who is a goddess, and other ways that water itself comes to life without losing itself in a form that will bind it, such as human, animal or fae. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Fairies and Folklore podcast and that you've learned something new about fairy. Remember that you can get a transcript of this episode in the description. If you're new to the podcast, why not go and grab your free copy of Unseen, the second book in the fairy tale series, on my website, renaldemythmaker.com. Loads of folklore, magic and danger await. Take care.